is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Good to have your company on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. This is Series 7, it's Episode 10, and I'm looking across at the computer screen here at the South Bank studio. I can see, unlike uh, last week where I couldn't see Craig Hutchison, but I can see you today, Hutchie. I've got no idea where you are. You're looking relaxed. You're wearing a T-shirt. You've got a headphone on. And is it a hotel? Yes, Damo. Well done. Uh, great detective work. Well done. It's a hotel. Got great pick. Well, in case, um, in yes, case in... it was your own room, Hutchie, and you've been back to Australia. Where are you? Where uh, are I'm you? in New York. New York. I'm, I'm in New York. Mix mix of uh, business and a little bit of little bit of relaxation as well. And off to London tomorrow for a little bit more work, Damo, and then and then back early next week. So it's been uh, wonderful to be on the road. It's been eye-opening to see how the rest of the world's dealing with uh, the pandemic uh, or their lack of attention to it, I should say. It's quite remarkable how little oxygen it, it gathers here versus home. And that's been nice because, as you know, you can't have a meeting in Melbourne or you can't sit down and talk to a friend without each giving your own five and an assessment of your state of play of the pandemic. And I didn't realise how that, how exhausting that was until I was out of it for a while, don't I? But it's been, it's been refreshing. I'm always fascinated by you and your international travels, Hachi, and you, you've been curtailed in the past two years and I've been... Uh, privy to, to some of those movements over over the years. I, I need a rundown, Hutchie. I need to live vicariously through you with, through travel here. So take me back to getting on the plane. Where'd you go to? What have you been doing? I know you've used the word work there already, but I'm not, I'm not buying that. Los Angeles for five days, Orlando for a conference for three or four days, a work conference. Um, LA with some basketball interests we, we have. Obviously, there's a bit of work to do there. And then New York for all, a, a all I'm week. hearing is ta- tax write-off uh, reasons here, Hutchie. I'm not hearing any work at all, but conference and, can, and basketball. Yeah, good. Tick, you tick. Can, you can call, call it for what you want, Damo. It doesn't worry me. Then uh, I'm not here to justify myself to you. <laughs> then three or four days in London until Monday, <laughs> and then uh, back next week. But it's it's been awesome. Interesting. Uh, New York, as you know, I lived here for a long time. In fact, my apartment was just three blocks south. Actually, even, that, even that point, where are you? Actually, where are you now? West Village, I'm assuming, yeah? Soho House. Oh, you're Soho you know, House, yeah. Your favourite part of the world, isn't it? Spend a bit of time. And uh, it's been two and a half years since I've been here, which is the longest, my gap, my longest New York gap since 2005. So this place very close to my heart, Damo, as you know. Got um, got uh, a fair bit to catch up on and a fair few people business-wise in a short period of time. And uh, it's been great. What is the big takeout for me? No one here is discussing at all COVID. It yeah. is non-existent in the conversation. People don't talk about it. They're not keeping score. They're not self-isolating necessarily in close contacts. If you're feeling well, you stay home. I think the um, the uh, civil governance or the honour system is is even stronger. People are, uh, are masking by choice. The restaurants are better set up. People are sitting outside. There's barriers. Uh, there's a whole bunch of infrastructure that makes it uh, more uh, easy to live your life without thinking about it. But I can honestly tell you, I don't think I've had a conversation about COVID with anyone here in the wow. two and a half weeks I've been here. Well, that's not a surprise, is it, uh, that, that we're going to be uh, playing catch up on the, the rest of the world on, on something that, that involves us, Hutchie? It's always the case, isn't it? It's a, it's a bit, it's a bit reassuring to be honest. It's a bit heartening, and you don't realise what it affects as on you until you. So it's, yeah, it's been good, good, good reset, Damon. Now, um, big week. We're gonna to get to the AFL in a moment, and Gil. And I know, it's, sorry for everyone for the late drop. But we were ready to go yesterday, and then you, 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 you uh, sent the. Uh, Urgent uh, WhatsApp. Can't do it, Gil. I got. I got to go. Yeah, oh, no, I, I, I didn't tell. You, I didn't tell you why. Actually, I knew you'd know why, but I didn't because we in that moment. Oh. Actually, we're we're competitors. I didn't want to tell you why, but you probably you probably knew. You, you might have even. In fact, did you know as far back as 
I'm, I'm going to go with November or December last year on a Sounding Board episode. I, I have a vague recollection, Jane, and I don't know whether you can easily track this down. If you can't, don't waste your time on it because it's only going to make Hutchie look better than he, he probably already is. But I reckon you said something along the lines of Gil will go – in 2022, I'm tipping just before, just before the Anzac Day round. Now you might have got, you might in the end, it might, you might have gone a week earlier than that. This, this uh, timing roughly would have started favourite, wouldn't it? In it? So it was hardly a no, no, it wasn't favourite. I guess but the, the timing. Uh, I, think... I like everyone. I like everyone. I commend. What an extraordinary run of CEO he's had. Nine uh, incredible nine years. The game's in magnificent health, and he's done it with class and empathy and dignity and virtue and great leadership. And he's still. As you've read in many of the reports, the guy you see down at Paran 40 on Sunday mornings and involved in the community, I just have enormous regard for him. I think he'll be hopefully not lost to sport. Don't know what he'll do next, but the, the, there'll be a lot of lot of uh, part and full-time interest in him to to play a role. By the way, just as an aside, I saw your story. It said, by Damien Barrett and staff writers yesterday. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> you, had the, you, had, you shared a co-byline with staff writers. Did how I? Many other, how many other staff writers helped you write your story yesterday? I wasn't, I'm not aware of this, actually. But not not the main piece I did after the uh, like the, 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 the do-up piece, actually. Surely that didn't have a staff writer's byline on it, did it? Well, that was Damien a, Barrett and staff writers. That would have been, the, uh, that would have been the, the initial, you know, get the four, five, six, whatever it was, I think seven or eight paragraphs out of the way. I'm assuming the staff writers might have come into play once the press conference started, but I haven't seen that. That. Made, <laughs> yeah. that made me laugh. The other thing that made me laugh was the the nine things we learnt from, on the AFL.com on Monday from the round. So yeah. I've been consuming a bit more media than I normally would, and I had a look at the nine things I've learnt, and there was like 15 people writing the nine things I learnt. There were like three paragraphs each. Surely someone could have just sat down and punched them out. But you had all these, you had like 75 bylines on the I don't nine think you, things I learnt. I don't think you're saying 15 bylines, Satya. I don't think there's that many you left standing after what's happened over the last uh, couple of years. There's, well, a, there's a few still standing, from, and, and it's good that they're all come, active, Hutchie. And that, that, that one you're, you, you referred to does very good numbers on the Sunday night, Hutchie. So, uh, oh, here we go. Yeah. No, well, I, don't, I don't contribute yeah. to that one, Hutchie, but that's probably why it does. Yeah, insert, insert promo. Hey, question for you. Shifting gear. Yes. Do you think it is fair and reasonable for members of the of the press gallery of Canberra to attend a free drink session with Scott Morrison inside the campaign on a off the record basis where it's not meant to be broadcast publicly? And yeah. I read a bit of Twitter commentary around it today. I wanted to ask your opinion. Um, again, without knowing exactly how the whole system works, but if you're invited to, and, and I was going to get to this topic at some stage too, because I, the reason I had an awareness of it, I'm assuming it's the same source of, of your, um, your, your raising it today is, is the, the gate crasher, um, element. Is that? Yep. What, yeah. Okay. So, um, Look, I, I look. I'd be lying if. Well, I got. I've been to a couple of briefings at, at footy clubs over the last couple of weeks. I mean, is, is that is that a similar situation as well? I I, I think I'd say have, yes to the question you've have, asked me. Have, have drinks been put on? Um, no, no. There they were sandwiches and, and teas and coffees and, and waters. I mean, right. there's a Which drinks clubs, component. Please? No, I won't be giving the Which names clubs? of the clubs. No, no, I won't be giving the names of the clubs because. Um, you know, I wasn't able to get to one or two of them, but I accepted the ones I could get to. And I, I, I generally don't you think we're I, told to know who's trying to woo you for your opinion? No, because it, on the wasn't, bottom of the story, you shouldn't you say Damien had no, sandwiches? No, because it's called journalism, Hutchie. You, you, you 
develop contacts. And, and again, you know my views on some of those briefings too. I, I think, you, I mean, sometimes you, you learn absolutely nothing. Sometimes you learn a bit and sometimes you, you get a whole new perspective on, on where someone's at. But yeah, to, to get back to your question, I, I think if you're, if you're invited to something and your job is find stories, um, I think you say yes to it. And I, I don't think there's any great string attached to that invitation. I don't think there's any expectation that you're going to be nice to the people inviting you because the opposition will be doing it, doing it too, Archie. Don't, don't for a minute think that they're not trying to do the same thing. Yeah, but I think the difference is the opposition probably aren't using taxpayer money, are they? Oh, probably using well, they're probably know, using publicly raised uh, political I, I, funds. I don't know of too many politicians who put their hands in their own pockets for the greater good of anything, Archie. I mean, we, there's even a story so, going around now that someone went to the Melbourne Cup and – Anyway, no, I'll leave that one alone because I haven't followed that one closely. But yeah, no, politicians so are pretty if you're good invited, at putting their hands If you're in. on the beat and you're invited to a f- uh, free booze up with Scott Morrison, you'd have gone. Well, also too, Archie. And not felt bad about it. At, at this age and stage, the, the thought of actually going out at, at night, at, at, you know, for, for a social occasion like that, well, you know it's all small talk. It's all small talk. It's not an appealing. It's not. If you if I was twenty years younger, you'd probably go in a heartbeat and have a big night, like we all used to at those AFL functions. But I don't think it's that appealing to the to a journo. But it'd be it'd be a moment, an element I would imagine. Gee, I better go because if I don't go, and that other journo who I don't Something like happens. might 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 yeah. end up getting some information that I should have got. So so you'd go for that reason alone, I think. Um, why is there is there a There's stigma a of- being attached to it? Is there today from? Well, I was just reading some of this cynicism on Twitter, and there's a lot of people quite cynical. I think uh, that uh, PR guy Twitter feed started it, and then off it went. And there's a lot of there's a lot of um, PR guy who, who runs under an alias, doesn't he? <laughs> he's retiring after the federal election. That was the big story on Twitter. Oh, really? <laughs> PR guy's retiring the day after the election, which must mean they've got a roll somewhere in the uh, scheme of things. <laughs> but I was thinking about it today myself. Absolutely, you'd go. Yeah. Like if I don't have any problem with the government putting it on. I don't have any problem with the federal opposition putting it on as well, and I and if you're a journalist and you didn't go, you need your head read. Yeah, because if it, 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 you might learn one thing or develop one relationship or yep, you know, um, that's just how the world works. It, it is an uneasy marriage, um, media and politics. You, you're reliant upon each other, but it's a marriage of inconvenience, and you you've got to go and play that role in the room. I think. Yeah, I, I again, I didn't know where you're coming from with the question, but I the more I discuss it and think about it in the three, two or three minutes since you have, I yeah, there's no way you'd, you'd, you'd not go if, you, if you're able to and, and you know, how's, how's your diary? Doesn't mind any favour. No, no one goes any lighter on the pollies. The pollies are fair game and in the in the election, well, on a normal day, let alone in the election period. It looks like the media have been wound up like two-bob watches of this campaign. Like, it's on early and there was a very easy mark on day one with Elbow who absolutely walked. That was as, that was as good an own goal well, as you'll ever see. I wanted to get to that. I, I wanted to get to a couple of components to it as well. Um, the, the, the gotcha journalism that By the way, you, you know my views. That, now that I know, before we move off the, you know, invite the media into the tent, now I know you've been invited by two clubs more than into two, their inner sanctum more than two. for briefings in the last fortnight. No, you, I'm asking all of our audience to keep an eye on AFL.com. If you see anything overtly positive, oh. <laughs> uh, it <laughs> could have been uh, a briefing. Hachi, if there's... Call, call it out to me on at Craig Hutchie and I'll, and I'll address it on <laughs> I'll the podcast. I'll call it out. Call it out. <laughs> <laughs> Hachi, there's a minimum of two calls coming, coming my way or someone else's way, uh, being uh, me, me being accused of being negative, as you know. So the, that, that, that's, that, that doesn't wash. Hey, um, the, the gotcha element, the, the gotcha journalism that we often talk about, I loathe it. I absolutely hate it. Now, I say that. I say that. 
I cannot believe, though, Albo didn't know the answers to those questions that he was asked, by the way. As leader of the opposition, who who is, is basing a campaign around you cannot trust the people in charge, and you don't know the answers to, to what the what the interest rate is and what the unemployment rate is. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not for everyone to know that, and I, I wouldn't care if you didn't know, but he, in his role in this campaign, well, needs to know the absolute basics. But the unemployment rate has been blared from the rooftops for the last every day in Parliament for the last how did he not know that? You and I knew that. I would have got it in the fours, which I think I'm again again I don't it's in the fours, isn't it? Four point four or four point but I don't believe it anyway because because four point oh. He missed it by the side of a barn. Yeah. But but he I don't missed it by a mile. I don't believe that anyway. I I'm I'm not, I'm that skeptical about unemployment rates because <laughs> oh well if you reckon there's only four percent of people not working. How, how do you how do you measure yes. it? And and the I mean you know oh, they no. you know Archie, it'll have a, it'll have a, it'll Archie, they, they factor in if you get I think last time I checked and this is maybe two years ago if you work one hour a week you're included as working you're included have, as employed. Have a listen, oh, so, so you, listen, oh, so you reckon that's a fair reflection on employment? Do you? If you work one hour a week, serious? I'm quite serious. If, if you work one you're hour employer, a week, you're, you're employed. If you're an employer right now, it's very hard to find staff. Very that's, hard. That's my point. But, I would absolutely accept that it's around four percent. Now, no, I, he, he was—he's just not match fit, right? He's spent too much time staying out of harm's way. And I've been a, an advocate of the strategy, by the way, the Stephen Bradbury strategy. Or now, like let Scott <laughs> do the do the damage to himself, and he's done a fair bit of it. Like he starts in a very awkward spot, but day one campaign, you had to have your basics done. Now, yeah. you, you probably. You know, bread and milk and all those things that got you, they've probably been done, but he had to have them armed. <laughs> petrol, he needs to know the price of petrol. Get yep. get, get the old cheat sheet. How much is a, a litre or a gallon of petrol? Have that done. And then unemployment and uh, the cost of money is probably a little cheap. The unemployment rate's fundamental to his course. Here's the other thing. So that, that was error number one and looked horrendous in the way he answered it. Um, error number two, I know that he is insecure about his lack of – uh, financial involvement in governments, and he's being painted as a guy who doesn't understand money. Yeah, but <laughs> honestly, get out of your PR game that you studied at uni. Like that just draws more attention to it. like. And, and that's, he, you, that, that, that's a long time ago now for him too. By the way, I mean whatever he learned at uni would be null and 40, void by now. Forty-five years ago, it's like saying you played in the under nineteen for St Kilda and you could have played AFL. Would you vote for someone who said, "Oh no, he seems like he knows money. We studied at uni. He did a degree in." <laughs> it's a degree it's like it's like a, someone buying a farm and saying, "I did ag studies in year seven. You'd say, "Oh, I'm not sure that's going to cut it on the farm, old mate." So I, I reckon they're going to leave that behind in the uh, narrative pretty quick. It's been a good few days for the coalition, and clearly, oh, Damo, uh, news are back on board. Oh, clearly. If they were ever off, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they were ever off, but yeah. <laughs> the armchair ride's been superb in the first few days, and it's been well fed. Yeah, it's uh, so 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 we're pretty clear now, aren't we? We're, I mean, we we've known about this, but we I saw a double page spread on on uh, on the weekend papers, um, the the Sunday editor along with the Daily Editor, and they had a, a big statement about we're here for you and we'll represent your views. And then the very in the same paper and the days later, they're, they're just so pro one side of this. It's not funny already. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's a shame in Australia that neither party is prepared to or capable of mapping out a decent strategy for what we actually need to do because they're, we're, they're so cynical about the quality of voter and their ability to, to Understand it, recognise it, or see through it. So, what, what, what are we going to get? A- I like getting you into, into specifics on politics, Hachi. What what is it that we need to do as a nation right now? I don't know. No idea. I'm not my job. But 
Well, I'd like to see a vision from someone, wouldn't you? Last, the last person to give us a vision was Bill Shorten, and he lost because of it. So everyone's too scared to. Scott Morrison hasn't laid out any plan, really. No, that's it's, it's, it's been his play the whole way through. To, to, he doesn't have one. And, but and mind you, I don't think Albo does saying. either, does he? Oh, How well, are you going to vote got... on this, Hutchie? Are you going to declare your vote before the May 21 day? No, I'm not. Um, Why not? Because I, I don't think it's appropriate to dis- disclose who you vote. Are you going to... De- Disclose yours. I don't know. I'm going to vote for. I might just donkey vote. I think is uh, it have as much donkey relevance. Vote. Well, I might because you're probably you're probably you're probably cynical that the paper's been uh, rigged or something, or you know the vote how to vote card that the ink's faulty or you know, in your cynicism. You probably got right down to there's a conspiracy camera on you or something. <laughs> I just I, <laughs> if you've got on on one side of the, the equation um, the man who's been there for three or four years already, and yep. you've got and you've got the other bloke who. Elbow, who who doesn't know the basics of what the world's about in in this country, yep. um, I don't think there's a great alternative, Hutchie, and, and I'm what, I'm not going down the Greens path. So I'll, I'll declare that straight away. What what I will, I like the Green on, agenda. I just don't like them as uh, as, as will, being we'll, voted for. What we will comment on for six weeks is the public narrative side of things. So I'm I'm going to shoot completely from the hip on what I think <laughs> the, the way. So I reckon week one, yeah. Um, Elbow, obviously, big miss on the on the numbers. I don't like the university narrative. Got to get that out of his game. <laughs> I think Scott, for the first time, has accepted he's unpopular. I like that narrative. They've convinced him to say, "Hey, we're not perfect. We made mistakes. You might not like me. We've got a great team." You know, no, you don't. Not bad, I reckon. And I, until now, I thought Elbow's media side of things have been pretty good. He's got to get it back on track pretty quick. And I, I don't think you can call any more attention to the finance side. You got to. He's got to concede defeat on that and move to other areas, as he tried to do today on health. But yep. Just before we move on, by the way, thank you to Caro for doing the show yes. last week. She yes, absolutely fantastic. Great feedback. I was in Florida at a conference. I had twenty minutes to kill on the way to the conference on the bus, so I listened to it. You spent the first twenty minutes unloading on me. <laughs> Did I? <The> first... <laughs> First twenty minutes, I thought well, you don't get the podcast notes down the bottom and it says, "Oh, you know, you know, two o one a you know demo attacks Hutchie." I thought, okay, I'll just just let's well, we'll just have a listen to this and address it. You went on for fifteen minutes about how I was wrong on Ross Lyon and how I, you know, I was I was disingenuous and I don't um, think you, I don't think you said you were wrong, wrong on Ross Lyon. So I'm right here right now. What's your problem? <laughs> It's what I do on on. What's what we do on Triple M, Hutch? You're coming to a studio these days, and you you got to put the, the the figurative gloves on. And I just thought, well, with you not around, oh, I, I think don't I have a go at you in, in, to your face when you're in the studio. I've already had a go at you yeah. a couple of times today. It's it, just what we do. Back to me while the way I sat there and listened to it for a while. I, I did look at Kara at one stage, and I, I, I did think she maybe maybe been trying to give me the signal that we might have gone too long on bagging you. But yeah, that's, that's <laughs> you're fair game. <laughs> Got a good fifteen out of it. Well done. Yeah, I'm surprised it's only and twenty then, minutes then, of the forty. And then the next, the next, the next day, there was another story on Ross Lyon and and requoting him and quoting me. And I thought, oh, they're still going on with this. And I looked at it; it was their own platform that written the story. <laughs> really? Yeah. But hang on, was just all, on that, you, you did. Yes, yeah, now we did get another. We did get another one in the Herald Sun somewhere, didn't we? I think uh, out of, out of Caro's one last week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, maybe. And, and maybe as laugh. and as we did it again, Hutchie, on uh, during the week, Jackie Epstein decided to uh, oh talk about the the Tom Brown um, Mitch Cleary thing because and she quoted both Tom and Mitch saying there's no feud. Yep, there's there's no rift, and so now all of a sudden there's a perception there's a rift, which you've started by the way, because they've been forced to deny there's a rift. <laughs> 
Was that a story? I did. Harold Sanhachi. I did. I did see yesterday that they were uh, three minutes apart in their tweeting on the uh, Gill piece. Oh, were they? So who, who got in first? Getting, it's getting right down to how how good their Wi-Fi is on their phones. I didn't see. I'm not. Look, I, I don't know. I, I was at the press conference. I didn't look at every single person there. I, I saw one of them there. I, I don't. I didn't see the other one. I saw Mitch there. I'm, I'm not saying Tom wasn't there, but I didn't see him. How did you think Gill performed at the press conference? Oh, just way? just as he as he does every single time the microphones or cameras are near him. Um, very very yep. well. I didn't see the Herald Sun there either. Well, again, I didn't see any of the any of the normal names. If you Sun. were, I didn't, didn't see Carol. We've been bouncing. We've been bouncing around a bit today. I'll let you get this show back on the road. But before we move <laughs> off that, if it, if it were your selection, who would you choose to be the CEO? That's a good question. If you wanted to do it, I'd probably go with uh, Andrew Dillon, Gill's right hand man. Just not convinced. Just not convinced he wants to do it though. Um, and I haven't spoken to him about it, by the way, but I don't think he's ever come across. Well, he hasn't come across to me as someone who embraces the the public side of it, and I reckon that's been the um, the ultimate power that he's been able to 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 perfectly wield inside that that building. So you, he would be your choice. Yeah, in in that regard, um, if if he wanted to do it and he is prepared to to take on the public side of it, which which I think is a big if, um, just on my observations of him. But he certainly know, he knows the business as well as Gill. Now, whether he's capable yeah, he under the heat of the moment to make the decisions on the run, I couldn't imagine why he wouldn't be. Because I reckon every single decision Gill made would have been um, the last person he bounced off would have been would have been Andrew Dillon. Um, but again, Hutchie, how would we know? And we it's it's like when we talk about coaches getting sacked, and all of a sudden we we come up with a list of three short on the short list, and we wouldn't have a clue. Yep. And and I, I put my hand up and say that we we don't know. I mean, Richard Goida runs publicly listed companies of the highest magnitude in this company uh, country. I reckon he's got a fair idea and more of an idea than anyone else in the media who might uh, might get the gig. Well, who, who so would you put in? Do... I mean, you, you work in the business space, and seeing you've backed over this again, even though we talked about it for ten minutes off the top, who would you put in? All the names mentioned are all very, very talented and very. Um, yeah, I know, Hutchie, but I'm not asking you that. People. I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you who'd you put in. Yeah, given you I, asked me I, that. I, I just don't know because the field is is fairly thin in in Australian business, right? In the type of people that could do the job, I think is pretty thin. You can have an answer, and that's, that's you can have an answer. So, I think Andrew Dillon is magnificent, but he's probably would prefer to be the foil or the number two. Yeah. And and does a very good job on that, given his legal and compliance and understanding of the business. And I'm not sure he wants to be the front man for it. I think Travis is a super, and he got a chance. I think Brendan Gale. There seems to be some knock on him that I don't understand or are aware of, but he would he would be. Well, you would be aware of it. I mean, uh, the the way the way Richmond. Um handled itself in the eyes of certain people um, high up at the AFL through COVID, particularly 2020. Uh, and also Damien Hardwick's comments of, you know, um, besmirching yeah. the, the Marvel Stadium. We don't, we, we don't like playing here. Why would you play here? All that sort of stuff. Now, again, that shouldn't necessarily reflect on Brendan Gale, but I think it's fair to say that it has. But again, again, that doesn't mean he's not going to present to be the perfect candidate to replace yeah. skill. No, and I think those things those things blow over, right? And they get yeah. addressed in processes. And yep. So he starts favourite probably for me. But it wouldn't surprise me if someone perhaps adjacent to the industry who sat on a club board, was a CEO of another business or chaired another sport or – like I just think there'll be an adjacency somewhere. And what we're going to see a lot of in the next five months is journalists 
fly kites on names. So what I want to do, Damo, is get a, Mel- get a Gil Melbourne Cup going, 24 runners. Yep. We want to get 24 names suggested, and we want to get the journalists as the jockeys. And we're going to write them all down. Can I? The, uh, can I? Um, or, can I? Yeah, can I remember. start that process now and, and put put yourself into the into this race? Putting me as a runner in the yeah uh, runner in the twenty four twenty four horse field. Yeah, I'm, what am I? Probably seven thousand to one. Would you say? <laughs> as I've always said to you, not not so much to run the AFL itself, but I, I reckon you would be able to run an. Oh, in fact, you would be able to run an AFL club. And as I've said many times, you, you would either make that club, whichever one it was, to be the most successful it's ever been, or you actually blow it up in, inside six months. Either way, and I, I don't know which way you'd go, actually, but you'd uh, you'd make things interesting if we were if I was still covering the game and you did take a role as CEO of a club. I'd, I'd love to be covering the game still when you were doing that. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh, how it goes. You look at the NRL, right? Andrew Abdo wasn't wasn't didn't scream to you as the obvious next CEO. He was head of commercial, and he's done a magnificent job. It depends. Yeah, sometimes it's about opportunity as well, isn't it? That's why. Here's one for you. you know, Here's someone... one for you. I'm, I'm going to th- – let, let's start this, all right? Let, let's see where this goes. Peter Volandis. Yeah, and no, I think we can rule that one out, Damon, pretty pretty comfortably. But Would they, are, so, are they being negligent in their in their business running to not pick up the phone, Hutchie? I think with, with this well, – like If you're, if you're the headhunter, if, if you've taken the call from Richard Gorder, and he has said yesterday that he will use yeah. a, a headhunting firm, surely, surely – as part of that headhunting group, you've got to know the answer to that question. It's like the Alice, if a coach, if a coach, if a club needs a new coach, you need to know what Alistair Clarkson's doing at the very outset. You may not want him, but you need to be able to tell was, yourself and the others I around think, you. Yeah, I think if it was any other business, he would be in, he would be one of the people you would approach. But there's a cultural element to this role that is really unique. It, it's quite um, unique to it, and it's. It, it, Culturally, in that he's a he's a rugby league person and a rugby league fan and and an AFL, he doesn't like the sport. Um, I think that would be a wasted phone call. Personally, David, I, I like the left field thing. You're starting to think a bit left field, which is which is great to see. Because <laughs> I've never thought left field before, have I, Archie? Ever? It's good. It's good. It's good to see. So we'll, yeah, we'll see what the next six months brings. But this. But you still didn't give me your answer. I mean, you 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 sit on the fence a lot. But just give me the yeah, one name. I've said Dylan. I don't have a. Yeah, of course you don't. I don't have a, I don't have a firm view on because you don't want to say yet. someone because you're going to do business with them at some stage and you'll you'll fear that you, no, I, I didn't, I didn't say this name. I, don't think and a stand, I just don't think there's a standout. Hutchie, you know the Get landscape. Up. You know the landscape as well as anyone does. I, I would argue yep. as well as as well as Gil does in terms of who could be in the chair. So just just a name would do. I don't think there's a standout candidate, and I think that is part of the issue and probably part of the reason why they asked him to stay longer. Well, there wasn't a standout. I mean, he ended up being a standout candidate, but but they still went through a process last time when Gil got it. Other than those three who are all very, very good, excellent, all of them. I don't think there's anyone jumping off the page. There's yep. not someone bolting the door down. Andrew Webster uh, wrote during the week, actually, a big do-up on uh, on our man, Peter Vlandis, too. And he put the disclaimer I see uh, in, which is good that he, you know, he said, first of all, let me disclose, I haven't accepted any lunches at the... Uh, <laughs> The races and if if you praise him, you're being you're dismissed as being quote in his pocket or wanting free tickets to the races, and it, it's it's a good article. I, I made sure I read it because um, I'm obsessed. Well, not obsessed. I'm fascinated by how he uh, how he rolls in Sydney, and and I do agree with you. I, I don't think he possibly could um, go and work for the AFL, having worked for the NRL the way he has. And there is a hatred of uh, I think all things Victorian in the, in that old school New South Wales way with him, isn't there? 
No, we're putting a line through him, don't we? A line through him. Hutchie, uh, our man during the week, uh, Adam Schefter, had to apologise for a, a tweet that he uh, had issued during the, the course of the week. Um, he had a big week too because he was uh, re-signed across uh, ESPN um, as well, as was... Adrian Wojnarowski as well. Yep. Our man. A couple of things here. I know you're obsessed with both these guys. So uh, more more so Shifty than uh, the other guy, but yes. Yep. So, so first up, uh, I read his tweet on Saturday. It straight away read insensitively. It did. And it was over yeah, the death talked- of a former player by the name of Dwayne Haskins. Yep. Yeah. And he said, you know, who, who you know, struggled to make it at the next level. Like he referenced his performance before he, the actual act of death in the tweet. Yeah, I was, I was re- reading it in real time here on Saturday morning. I reckon and I was like, "Oh, it's red. It was sharp." And yeah, you just knew straight away. And he eventually apologised. Took a couple of days. Interestingly, in that release when he signed, so he and Wojcik both re-signed with ESPN. The, I think I read that they were was it ten million dollars a year, or was a lot of money for journalists. It was a heap of money. The, the one I did I read didn't have numbers in it, but I think that's sort of the going going right, isn't it? With the, for the Stephen A. Yeah, Smiths of the the world. But it was interesting. Wojcik got. 15 paragraphs of the yeah, press release. Yeah, I did only, only had line, one line buried in the middle. So it was a bit of a grudge renewal, I think. Um, to, he's not, you know, he's had a couple of, not around $9 million a year, that's it. Um, okay. So it's a lot of money. They were, interestingly, being wooed by betting agencies to report for them. That's fascinating, isn't it? That the, yeah. the wagerers are now disrupting journalism yeah. by trying to find someone at that level to report news to attract audience to those wagering sites to yeah. leverage content to drive outcome. It is. And, is. And, and, and as you as you well know, and as we've touched on a few times on this program, they, they, as in the States, are only now opening up their um, wagering um, states um, the way we have become accustomed, um, unfortunately, in the eyes of many uh, in here in Australia. Actually, just on, on that and, and the content of, of – of organisations and, and the betting organisations have, have got as much money to spend in that in that content creation as any news outlet at the moment. Um, I I got a login to a conference here in Melbourne um, last week. It was a Sport NXT Sport Next conference. Um, Eddie yep. Maguire's company had a role in it. Bart Campbell hosted a lot of it. Um, Kat Kath Lochnan um, did a, did a great job in in seminaring um, one day or half a day that I saw. Um, I just wanted to raise it because um, and I was tuning in to, to see what Richard Gordis said about something I'd, I'd reported previously about um, private ownership. But I listened and, and watched close to half a day of the presentation. Um, Megan, now again, correct me how do you spell his name. Megan, is it Megan Rapinoe or Rapino? Um, the soccer player. I mean, you, you know her face and she's been a famous American soccer player. She, she spoke as well as any athlete I've ever heard talk. Um, and then Michael Miller from News Limited uh, also spoke. And I wanted to just refer specifically to some of the issues he raised, Hachi, just through your lens because it's a space you work in as well. Storytelling was the key, he said, to, to any organisation. And yes, okay, that might be obvious, but the, the authenticity around the storytelling, um, even in 2022, is the most, again, I'm paraphrasing a far deeper conversation, but it's, it's certainly as important for any organisation um, as, as it ever has been. A couple of other quick observations before I get your take on it. Um, There's a widening gap between the tier A sports outfits and the tier B. We've talked about that regularly. And then then, then a a gulf and a divide down to the tier C and tier D and the need for those lesser uh, organisations to find new slots and and the midweek timeframe is obviously uh, an option there. Yeah, just keen to get your views on 
on that. Did you manage to um, put an ear on any of that? Because it really was high-ended and high-powered. I didn't, but I heard great things about it. Uh, yeah, I think it's like, you know, the, like post-COVID we've seen, journalism is no different. The gap between the very best and the next best is widened. The, I reckon the gap in anything's widened. You, you try and do anything in life and the pointy end of it is much more expensive and much more in demand and much more difficult. I would think in journalism, the pointy, we talked about this a little bit, the, the very best um, are worth more and more valuable than ever before. Those that can generally move the needle or drive audience. And then, you know, perhaps at the expense of the next tier down in the eyes of some. So we're seeing that, you know, Schefter and Wadja are good examples. You know, the, the, the blurred lines or the intersection of sport, media, team, league and wagering is prevalent everywhere. You know, and that's, you know, you can see a lot of those threads through our business. So it's it's really, you know, and I think you've seen quality, like the athletic and the way it's done its thing. You look at what the news are doing with code, like, you know, high-end journalism or premium journalism people are prepared to pay for. So it's, you know, that's the news. And to be fair, news have proven that model out, haven't they? So yeah, they deserve to, to beat the front of it. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Would you ever, would there be an amount of money that a wager could offer you that you would go and work full time for them to break news for them? Um, look, I've learned, and I've recommend this is my policy on anything now for maybe twenty years. You never say never without knowing what it is about. I, I, I would be very, I would think it'd be highly unlikely to to go beyond the you know, that initial five minute phone call. I would think. Thanks. I would think, but so again, you'd, you'd never Bar- say never. Barrett doesn't rule out wagering moves. It's <laughs> not a bad uh, headline in today's show. <laughs> well, well, how, how do you think? Do you, I, I don't think the wagers would put up with the uh, occasional morning podcast. They like they would want something every day. That'd be a bit well. Of a they would if they, they would if they could get half, even even a quarter of the numbers that, that the AFL Daily is doing, Hutchie. In fact, they 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 might want to actually take over that product. Was, it, it. was a don't, was a notable absentee from the uh, top 150 podcast ranking results today? But I don't want to dwell on that for you. Too much, old mate. Uh, Hachi, for, a... for someone who for someone who actually is subjected to a ratings book every month, and I've ne- I've never raised this. I don't know why you dare go down the path of having a look at other products and their ratings, and and we don't we don't pay to go on the ratings ranker that like you do. You you buy a slit on the board. No, the podcast ranker. You are absent from today. That's all. I'm just I'm just pointing it out. That's we're not saying. we're not even roll with a Hachi. You need to actually enroll on it. Absent. You absent. Oh, do you want to go down ratings? You want to go down ratings? Uh, I, I tell you what I want to do. I, I'm At staggered point, how you raise ratings when you run a station that rates one. It, it, please excuse me. Do not ever say that again. Our, our station does not rate one. Well, what does it rate? I did. I, I haven't and checked them. Be, what did they do it recently? No, hang on. You're the one who always raises ratings, Hachi. I, 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 I never I'll once tell, raise them for this reason. I'll tell you what I'll do next week. Park 10 minutes. We'll have a really good fundamental conversation around audience and ratings in 2022. I'll look forward to it. Park it for next week. You don't want to answer it now? Our our survey was up 35% yesterday. Was it? Yeah. And in in a traditional book, which is, as we know, is um, out of step with the modern trends. But anyway, well, it is what it is. Uh, You're you're the one who keeps raising the ratings. I've never once raised them. I, I asked you whether you would move to a wager. 
Yeah, and then you got on to you, you have you have, you have a continual crack about other organisations and their ratings when you when you regularly monthly get a, a set of figures that I'm you, you sure are pretty the, hard. To... You, raise, you raise the AFL occasionally numbers. I said they weren't in the in the results today. You pointed out you don't sign up to it. Okay, I accept that. Fair enough. What what you want to go down that that how you get numbers on I, the podcast ranking? Do I, you? I, I accept that you haven't signed up to you, the You accept that you show. distribute hundreds of pieces of content attached to each show you do, Archie, and you think that looks good on a on a podcast Demo. ranker? Demo, the ratings are done on a unique basis, not on the volume of the content you distribute. It's done on the unique human beings. That's how it's listed. I think it's question of the week time. <laughs> On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. We'll go to two questions. One I'm interested in the answer of uh, first up, Archie. Ryan Smith on Facebook. Given we often follow the trends of the US, I'm interested to hear about the distribution of hard copy newspapers in and around New York City. Are they still widely available? I used to love getting those papers over there, Hutchie. They were trashy. They were bad. But there was nothing better than going to a bar with with the post and the uh, yep. it was, it was the mail, the New York Daily Mail. Is that what it's called? I think. Yeah, what's yep, it called? The Daily yeah. Mail and the yeah. New York Post. Are the two, the, the two um, shocking kind of newspapers. Here. Shocking newspapers. But I used to love reading them. They're, they're thinner and thinner and thinner. And the New York Times is the premium product, obviously, which has done a very good job in its uh, subscription or uh, digital transformation. So it's probably led the charge. I'm I'm a bit of an old school, um, pretty simple guy, Damo. I like the New York Post, and I, I must admit I, I I went looking for it yesterday and found it. But you really got to go to a corner store, or you might find the occasional kind of blue rack on the side of a corner. But they're very hard to find. They're not in your face. They're not marketed like you know. Come and buy these. They're an occasional sort of pick up at a uh, grocery store or something like that, and I don't see anyone else reading them ever other than me. Yeah, other but than old-school old journo people. <laughs> yeah. Um, Simon, Simon Fenton on email. With the election being called, how does the AFL get the most from both sides of the aisle? That's the left and right of politics, Hutchie. Can you explain it to us? <laughs> Simon's on my wavelength. Uh, or do they go after specific policies like wanting to build slash rebuild a stadium or continue to remain neutral? Well, it's tricky, right? You've got to play both sides of the house, I think, and we saw that in the past. Remember back in the day when North Melbourne were going to build a stadium in Ballarat and they committed to one party and then did, when it came unstuck? Like, it's pretty tricky. You, you've got to, um, I would think, most of the most of the um, stadium investments sort of locked away in between election cycles, right? So, But I would think if you're lobbying, you want to, you've got to be playing both sides of the ball. The big sports have got great government departments internally and are very sophisticated in their approach to government. And Hutchie, uh, to Simon's email, will be uh, giving us a, an update as uh, May 21 comes closer. Just on that, I, I read somewhere that the dream time at the G game had been earmarked for that date. Is that right? Or that have they moved it? That would be inappropriate to put that against the election. I- inappropriate? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny you say that. I, I know they released rounds 10 and 11. I got totally caught up yesterday in the Gill McLaughlin news, and I, I didn't absorb what was actually in that. Both having an uneducated conversation here, which is dangerous, right? But in fact, this, yeah, there it is. Now, it's currently still scheduled for that weekend. Well, what would it be inappropriate, it, it, as, as in to, to not have the normal focus on it? Yeah, it needs the biggest stage possible and clean air from a broadcast sense. And. I would think the television screens that night are going to be dominated on main channel, aren't they, on seven? You'd think, yeah, that the main stations would, would take the election, wouldn't they? Even even in Melbourne for a... Yeah. 
no, for a big game. Yeah. yeah. So, so Dreamtime might have to move a week or so, which I think would be worth doing. But they, I can't imagine why they would do that because the election was announced prior to that release yesterday. Channel Seven done a very good job with Dreamtime over a long period of time. Oh, that's what I meant to ask you. Um, I haven't. I've been away. How's Best on Ground gone on Fox that you were talking about? I watched the first one, which I, and I thought was very good, first up. I didn't watch the second offering. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't offer anything more. I, I saw um, I saw a social media piece where Jonathan Brown had milk coming out, I think, of his nose and his, uh, down, his, down his mouth. He, he seemed to yeah. skull a, a, a litre and a half of milk. But, but beyond that, I didn't see it this week. Um, and all the all the all the cynics would be would have been bagging it and saying, "Oh, here we go, another live and kicking," and everyone would be cracking into it. And all like we're so cynical as viewers, we don't give anything a chance on television. We want instant gratification on TV. We're not prepared to let anything develop and breathe and and get there. And, and Damo, as a as a highly successful one time seventeen show host of the Footy Show, who lasted two thirds of an entertainment season, I'm I'm uh, tongue in cheek saying, give, "Give it, I haven't seen it, but give it." Give it a season. Give it a good chance. Let it develop. They've got some very talented people on it. No, I agree. And and I'm, I'm hoping it does work for uh, for Howie, who's doing a, uh, a fantastic job in all his uh, media roles. Hachi, that was episode 10 of Series 7. Now, you're, you're away next week again. Is that right? As in as in, you won't be co-hosting this show when we do it next week? No, I'm, I'm back next week for the Sound Awards. I look forward to it. Jane's shaking her head there, and- so... Okay, so, so I don't have to find a, a, a co-host. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm, you're I'm, back. I'm good to go. Oh, okay. And, uh, and, and the scorecard, by the way, um, was given a two-week suspension by Jane because she thought that the performance wasn't good enough. So that's disappointing. But it's back this week, which is good. I think it was three weeks. And, and people, I think, I think, have missed it because they've at least been me asking me about it, which surprises me. So we're back this week. Right. So that was, um, that was Damo. Uh, in full flight on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise.